Hey guys, guess what? It's a delicious Wednesday. <laughs> Looking up is about to start. Under his wings I am safely abiding Though the night deepens and tempests are one Still I can trust him, I know he will keep me He has redeemed me and I am his child Under his wings, under his wings who from his love can sever. Under his wings my soul shall abide, safely abide forever. Under his wings what a refuge in sorrow, how the heart yearningly turns to its rest. Often when earth has no bone for my healing, there I find comfort and there I am blessed. Under His wings, under His wings, who from his love can sever. Under his wings my soul shall abide, safely abide forever. Under his wings, oh, what precious enjoyment, there will I hide till life's trials are whole. Sheltered, protected, no evil can harm me. Resting in Jesus, I'm safe evermore. Under His wings, under His wings, who from his love can sever. Under his wings my soul shall abide, safely abide Cause faith looks up 
Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another program here of the Looking Up Show. You are joining Danny, Shell, and Sharissa for this live broadcast, and we're so glad that you are here. How are you today, Pastor Danny? I am, as always, my friend, praising the Lord <laughs> and looking up. I was going to say those words, but I knew you would say them. Yes, indeed, indeed. <laughs> oh, look, we are excited to be back again. There is so much that we have to share with our listeners. And today, if they're tuning in from wherever they're tuning in from, what are they in for? Well, today they're in for a real treat as we continue this journey, taking a look at um, the whole climate change uh, agenda and how that fits into Bible prophecies. So going from Genesis all the way through to Revelation and everywhere in between. Oh, wow. That's a lot. So Yeah, all, all in the space of a couple of hours. So, Amazing. Um, so anyway, we'll, we'll try and do our best and um, see how much we get through. We may have to do a little bit more next week. So we'll just see how we go today. Sounds wonderful. Well, but it's going to be huge. Huge, it's going to be huge. huge. I do remember you telling us that last week. So I'm looking forward to this huge Bible study and huge examination of Bible prophecy. We just want to make you aware of a couple of things. Because this is a live broadcast, we want to hear from you. And there is a number that is dedicated to this program. It is 048817624. If you have a comment or a question, or a prayer request that you want to text in and like us to respond to, please make use of this studio number 048817624. Text us. We'd love to hear from you. It's always nice to know that people are out there and they're listening. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And uh, also, we just want to remind you that you can access all past episodes of this program and every program on Faith FM by going to the faithfm.com.au website and you can then click on the programs and browse them as past podcasts. But also, we'd encourage you, if you haven't already, download the Faith FM app. Because then whether you are within tower service or not, radio tower service or not, that is, you will always be able to have a very clear connection to this broadcast. And there's so many good programs here on Faith FM, lots of good music. You will be richly blessed. And so we will be back in, well, we're not going anywhere. We never go anywhere. So I shouldn't no, we say we, we we're not going to be back. But uh, we're well, going to listen. Actually, we will be listening. Actually, I've got to go to the men's. Okay. <laughs> well, Danny will be back. <laughs> I'll stay here. But we're going to listen to the Carr family. They're going to sing for us stronger for it and so I don't think I've actually heard this one before after we've heard this song then we will continue with current events as they relate to Bible prophecy Lord sometimes I feel the weight of every trial so I count the cost and trust you Until your word 
The Carr family, Stronger for It. And you are listening to Looking Up here, and we are coming to you live. And you know what, Pastor Danny, we've already heard from a listener. Have we? It's so exciting. Oh, already. Praise the Lord. <laughs> he says, Steve again. Oh. <laughs> it's good to have you, Steve, oh, from Cardiff. And he's driving home after a long day's work. Says he looks forward to this every oh, week. Oh, good on you. Well, hopefully you've got a two-hour trip, Steve, because um, you'll <laughs> want to tune into this. So great yeah. to have you, Steve. And I want to give a big shout out to someone that I spoke to for the first time in over 30 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Tell us more. A friend of mine and my and my sister's um, down in Melbourne right. where I grew up and um, her name, Beck, used to be her maiden name was Mitchell. Yes. Um, anyway, I'm not sure if she's still going with Mitchell. But anyway, Beck Mitchell, um, she is the ADRA Director for the Victorian Seventh-day Adventist Church Conference. Oh, wow. And uh, she was up in Queensland, bumped into my sister, Lydia, and I spoke to my sister. I gave her a call to say hello, and Beck was there. And so I chatted to Beck as well. And, um, 
Yeah, so that was really great. So I told her about my radio prank. She didn't even know we had a radio <laughs> prank. Can you believe it? She's obviously not well Where's informed. Where's she been? Where's she been? <laughs> Beck, where have you been? Anyways, I told her about the Faith FM Looking Up show and That's I said, great. tomorrow, listen in. I'm going to give you a big shout out. So isn't that lovely when you bump into someone? Like we went to, I didn't quite go to school with her. My sisters did. I went to a different Adventist school, but, you know, we would catch up at the parties. And because I was from the western suburbs, she was from the eastern suburbs. And, you know, as boys, you know, we look forward to going to the eastern suburbs for, you know, you know what reason. Mm. To say hi to the girls. Yeah, yeah obviously, obviously. <laughs> well, back then there was no social media. So the only way you could actually connect with the opposite sex on the other side of town was to actually go to the other side of town. So um, The good old days. The good old days, the good old days. So anyway, we'd go to the other side of town and we'd catch up with the... Uh, with the girls from the other side of town. And um, and they were always just so much more interesting, you know, than the girls back home. Now, if there are some girls listening that grew up with me in the western <laughs> suburbs, this is not going down well. <laughs> I mean it in the best possible way. You know, girls, what I mean. Like, I mean, it was just, they were just different. N- not that they were better. They were just different. That'd be fair I to say. I don't know how to help you right now. <laughs> help, Shell. Can you help, Shell? <laughs> Oh, no. Anyway, Beck, great to catch up with you. And, um, yeah, that was a special moment. Now, on to other things to get me out of my hole. Yeah. Let's talk about Sharissa for a moment. How are things progressing? We're in the final quarter now. <laughs> you are halfway down the stretch. We are. We're 35 weeks. That's Can literally 50 metres to go before you hit the tape. There you go. <laughs> it's all going to happen. Explosions, everything, streamers, trumpets. You named it. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait. I can't no. wait. It's going to be so exciting. So five more weeks to go, folk. Yep. And our friend who is glowing and growing will be, I was going to say groaning, but no, I won't <laughs> say that. probably true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she's going to be experiencing the joy of motherhood. I'll be experiencing Matthew 24 in a whole new life. <laughs> oh, she'll come back with some new personal insights, Shell. Can you believe it? She'll come back with some new insights. And I will not be able to argue against those insights from our good friend Sharissa. So anyway, that's exciting. Five weeks' time. That's like yeah. Christmas. That's like a Christmas baby. That's right. We're aiming for that. Yeah? Wow, that's exciting. Well, I'm just thinking five weeks from now. Yeah. It's, yeah it's, just it's after. Just after, but anything is possible. You so this know is how around New Year's. New Year's. New Year's. Somewhere New, there. Yeah, somewhere oh, there. Oh, wow. How exciting. How exciting. Yeah. So we could be like having the fireworks going off, the countdown, and it could all be happening <laughs> at the could, same time. There you go. Oh, well, next year, folks, you won't want to miss next year's show when we come back to talk all about it. So anyway, but in the meantime, we're going to talk about what's making news headlines this year right now. Yeah, you better share the first one. Okay. And I'm sure this is just pulling itself back together. Can you believe the poor woman is willing to be on the same radio program as me? Can you believe that, Shell? We couldn't find seriously anyone else, but she's a she's a real martyr, and um and this is her penance and um character building and preparation for better things to come. Laying up treasure in heaven. Indeed, <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, just as well you can take a good joke. All right. Um. Now, yes. Um. The hundred or so radio towers that are out there listening. Can you believe it? Sure is. So have a look at that number. 102. 102 radio towers out there. It's good. Around Australia. Praise so, the Lord. Tuning in. Wonderful. All right. Now, um, yeah, you know, from, from a little bit of fun and laughter to something that's um, not so fun, um, 
This was a headline from the ABC News just today uh, in relation to our teenagers. And the headline was, only half of Australian teenagers feel positive about the future, a particular survey reveals. So, you know, 18,000 teenagers were surveyed here in Australia from, you know, all walks of life from all parts of the country between the ages of 15 uh, to 19, and 50% of them do not see a positive future. And these these are teenagers, you know. Um, if you would have asked my generation, you know, 30-plus years ago when I was a teenager, um, how did you feel about the world and your future? And I can guarantee you, you know, 10% possibly would have felt, you know, that the future was doom and gloom. But yeah, this is where we're this is where we're at. And so um distress guess what was the number one item? Tell at me at the top of the list. And we're gonna be talking about that today. Climate change. Climate change. <laughs> distress <laughs> about the environment is top of the list. It found fifty three percent of fifteen to nineteen year olds um were stressed over the environment. Um wow. experiencing um and twenty nine percent of these um, 18,000, you know, teenagers uh, reported experiencing high levels of psychological distress. Mm. And the number's just going up, up, up. Compared to even 2020, um, the the number is far higher now. And um, It's very sad and, yeah. and not surprising too, given the things you read in the papers and see on the news these days. It's, it's nothing... Nothing really positive going on, but very important for young people. If you're out there and you're feeling down and mm. discouraged, this is a show you want to listen to because we have to look up to Jesus. Indeed. We have to look up and find hope outside of this world, which is pretty hopeless, mm. to a better world that Jesus has promised. Indeed. So there are some teenagers driving home with their mums and dads. Um, that's why we call this show The Looking Up Show. That's it. Because, yeah, we talk about the reality of where things are at. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want to bury our heads in the sand but we look at the reality from a prophetic point of view and that's why jesus said when you see all these things taking place look up because Mm. your redemption is drawing near and that's luke 21 28 and that's why our show is called the looking up show Mm -hmm. for that good reason so yeah it was sad to read um some of the comments from these young people and uh, you know just just no hope really Mm. no hope and and if we did not have the christian hope and in fact the second coming Charissa, as you well know, it's called the blessed hope. Ah, oh, beautiful. The blessed hope. Yeah. And it's interesting, that word blessed, you've got the word, you know, blessed are the meek, blessed are the merciful, blessed are the peacemakers in, in Matthew 5, the Beatitudes. One of the definitions of that word blessed is happy. Mm, the happy hope. The happy hope. <laughs> the happy hope. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, want to just encourage our young people to be looking up to, to the Lord. And, you know, there's no better time to getting to know Jesus than right now. And just just open your Bible, go to the Gospels, just take some time out, you know, turn off your phone. Um, yeah, just, actually, just, that would lower everybody's stress. Fact, yeah, well, <laughs> and lift talk- everybody's mood. Actually, actually, now 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 that now that we've brought that up, the reality is, um, and we've talked about this in the past. Don't have any stats to share right now, but since the invention of the smartphone, yeah. The mental health distress amongst young people, teenagers, and, and in particular university students has gone through the roof. Um, mm. You know, sociologists and psychologists um, were trying to put a finger on why this sudden uptick 
in in mental health, um, extreme mental health um, disorders and psychological issues and depression and and so on and so forth. You know, in the last what fifteen years, I guess I'm not sure how long. You know, since the first smartphone came out. You know, I think it was that first Apple iPhone um, that came out. But yes, yeah, since that period of time we have had a huge uptake. So social media mm-hmm. and the media in general, but especially social media because yes. you're bombarded, you know, and, and all sorts of horrible things are shared on social media. And, you know, the old saying, you know, sticks and stones may hurt my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's not, true. not true. That's not true. And um, there was a time where you could leave bullying at school, now you take exactly, it home exactly, in your exactly. pocket. Exactly. I remember, you know, because I was bullied a little bit, and I remember looking forward to getting off the bus, mm. you know, on my way home because that was the end of the bullying. That's right. You know? I was bullied too. And Were you? Yeah, and I remember feeling the same way. I'd leave it at school. I didn't yeah. want to go to school. Wow. wow. <laughs> but for children who go home and the bullying follows them home, yeah. like – even Absolutely. kids are committing suicide today. It's it terrible. Is, it is, it you is know, horrible. on that note, Jordan Peterson, clinical psychologist and public intellectual, um, they say he said just hours ago on social about social media. He mm-hmm. says it enables female antisocial behavior. Um, he said antisocial people, broadly speaking, have more sexual partners. They start engaging in sex earlier. They're more callous in their utilization of themselves than others. Yeah, and um, and so we're gonna. It's affecting. It is. It the is fabric of society. It is absolutely, and we we will hopefully tap into that a little bit today when we take a look at the downward spiral of morality and how you know Jesus predicted this would be the case when we when when we leave, you know, His law of love, which is really the template or the foundation for how to have a happy and a prosperous society. Mm-hmm. So that that's really interesting. And speaking of that, it was really interesting. Um, you know, young people. There was a sadly another shooting in the United States mm. of America. I mean, they they happen on such a regular basis, and there a mass shooting is four or more people, I think, um, who are killed um, on on you know at one time in an incident. And you know they've had hundreds of them this year. They have probably one a day on average or more. Anyway, this was really interesting. My sister sent me through this, and um, the headline was Walmart shooter wrote that he was led by Satan before killing six at Virginia store. Wow. So this uh, young man who worked at this Walmart store there in Virginia, mm-hmm. in the U.S., um, he said he was led by Satan. Um, they were, you know, a direct quote, this 31-year-old. And I thought about that and, you know, whether whether he whether he stated that or whether he didn't state it, we know that this is from Satan. And we know that the closer we come to the coming of Jesus, um, God's going to begin to release those winds of strife and he's going to allow humans um, to do what humans want to do. He's going to allow them to experience the consequences of their own choices. Romans chapter 1. We may tap into Romans chapter 1 today if we have time or next week. But um, there we have you know, the consequences of when we leave God behind, when we turn our backs on God as the creator, we turn our backs on God's template for how to live happy and healthy lives, which is found in his Ten Commandments. So when we do that, we, we reap what we sow and we don't reap anything that is good and positive. Mm-hmm. So that was really interesting. So I don't know if you have anything else. I've got a couple of other interesting things from the World uh, Cup. Just one real quick. Um, G20, at the G20. Yes. My dad told me about this. I didn't know about it. but This um, was happening while climate change 
Some of it was happening at the same time. Was it? Okay. Yeah, at the same time. I was watching the other thing, I guess. G20 leaders agreed to global vaccination passport system. Mm, um, the world's largest economies held a meeting in Bali, Indonesia, where they also drafted and signed a declaration in which 20 countries agreed to adopt vaccine passports with a purported goal to promote global travel and tourism. Mm. So they're preparing for future pandemics, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. But and interesting. Mm, interesting. Combine, combine the central bank digital currency, mm. which is being rolled out and mm. being trialled at the moment. You combine what that's all about and people may be like, what are you talking about, Denny's? What's this central bank digital currency? We'll do a yeah. bit of Googling. Um, check out a few YouTube um, uh, sites that will give you some information. But that combined with the social credit system that, that's been operational in China. Yes. And we may, uh, we'll obviously have to do a bit more on the news because what's happening in China, China is really interesting right now. Now it looks it looks very similar, smells very similar to what happened before Tiananmen Square. Wow! Um, back in nineteen eighty nine. That's a big thing to say. Back in nineteen eighty nine, I think I'm not sure if you were born back then. Were you born? I was born. You're just just okay. So <laughs> but uh, just on that, the G G twenty thing. This this covers sixty six percent of the world's population was represented. Wow! In that G twenty summit, that. yeah, because they're the twenty leading economies. There the G twenty are the twenty leading economies in the world. So that would in you know, China, India, you know, uh, the US, yeah. um, and Germany, and so on and so forth. So those big populations. Um, where are we? We've got 30 seconds before we've got to go to our break, so oh, we yeah. won't deal with that. But, um, yeah, well, well, I'll just briefly mention this um, FTX cryptocurrency, major collapse. Um, yeah, it just shows how quickly things can happen, and people have lost millions of dollars. Billions of dollars have been lost through this crypto um, crash. Anyway, Ooh. yeah. You might have to say more about that. But we should first listen to Don Francisco. He's going to sing a beautiful song, I'll Never Let Go of Your Hand. Amen. Isn't that beautiful? Beautiful, absolutely. Look forward to hearing this. I know what you've been hearing. I've seen you hide your fear. Embarrassed by your weaknesses. Afraid to let me near. Wish you knew how much I long for you to understand No matter what may happen, child, I'll never let go of your hand I know you've been forsaken by all you've known before When you failed their expectations Frowned and closed the door But even if your heart itself Should lose the will to stand No matter what may happen, child I'll never let go of your hand The life that I have given you No one can take away Cause I've sealed it with my spirit Blood and word The everlasting Father Has made his covenant with you And he's stronger Than the world you've seen and heard So don't you fear to show them all The love I have for you I'll be with you everywhere In everything you do Even if you do it wrong And miss the joy I've planned I'll never 
never let go of your hand. You, no one can take away, 'cause I've sealed it with my spirit, blood, and word. The everlasting Father has made His covenant with you, and He's stronger than the world you've seen and heard. So don't you fear to show them all the love I have. I'll be with you everywhere in everything you do. Even when you do it wrong and miss the joy I've planned, I'll never, never, never let go of your hand. I'll never let go. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Hi, all. I'm Bees the Chaplain. Join me for Blessings with Bees, where we make faith real. If you want to know more, visit me on my landing page at beesthechaplain.com. I'm looking forward to hanging out with you soon. Peace out and God bless. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. It's a free giveaway that you can claim. You can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. And you are listening to the Looking Up program, and we are excited because we have more to share. We were getting really stuck into the news Ooh. in the last Are we going to keep going with the oh, news? Yeah, yeah, we've got a few more um, things. But we should also let everybody know this is coming to you from a live studio broadcast. We're so- very alive, very, very alive. <laughs> There's four of us in here. Yeah. Shell. Okay. Teresa. <laughs> And Danny and Junior. And junior. <laughs> junior is with us as well. Let's not Junior's forget Junior. Here. We Very haven't much. even welcomed him. I feel really awful. You it's think taken... it's a him? You said oh, him. Oh, her. Yeah. Okay, him, oh, her. Shell yes. Said it's a her. Um, <laughs> Whoever it is, we welcome Junior. Exactly, exactly. Um, we want to let you all know that we have a prize giveaway. We always do. Mm-hmm. It's a special thing. And uh, this week, there are five copies available for the first five people who text us the code word, which we will. Will release once we get into our Bible study, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but the book that is up uh, for prize giveaway is a book called Prophecy Speaks. 
and it's by Earl Albert Rowell. And if I'm not mistaken, I think this one is one Justin really loves. My husband, he says this is a good one. And I'll just read to you the little the blurb here. Inviting all skeptics, scoffers, unbelievers, infidels. The advertisement in the newspaper caught George Emerson's attention. A man named David Dare was inviting all skeptics, scoffers, unbelievers, and infidels to his lectures, and they were free to interrupt at any time with questions or with denials of his statements. Who could pass up an opportunity like that? This book is a story about oh, that wow. meeting. So it's a really good one. That sounds um, fascinating. If you'd like to hear the Bible challenged and prophecy speak, then you will want to be listening. Keep this number next to you, 0488-17624, so you can be in the running for this prize. Mm, fascinating book, fascinating book. All right, and we'll get to that code word in a little bit. So just uh, hold on to your seats and we will get to you. All right, before we went to the break, Sharissa, we were, I, I'd mentioned this um, cryptocurrency. cryptocurrency. Yeah, now, um, some, some folk may be wondering what on earth is cryptocurrency. Maybe you haven't sort of caught up with, with what it is. It's kind of, I guess, a, a latest phenomena. I'm not sure how long um, it's been out there. Um, Bitcoin is kind of the most well-known cryptocurrency. So this is, um, it's, it's, deregulated unregulated um currency so it's it's hard to even describe um what it is uh, but it's it's it is funds but it's not it's not it's not in the way that we do cash um not the way that we do banking so it's not regulated and it's very very different but people have pumped in literally billions and billions of dollars into the crypto market. Mm. And it's gone, you know, you talk about the, the stock market going up and down. Mm-hmm. The crypto uh, market is even is even more volatile. It goes up like massively and then comes down, you know, with a big crash, goes up again. It's like a real roller coaster that makes the look, that makes the stock market look like, you know, just a, a normal, simple, everyday um, kind of graph in, in comparison. Anyway, this guy who was a, a real big hitter in the, in the crypto game, um, just a, a young guy by the name of Sam Bankman Fried. Huh? Bankman Fried. Imagine having a surname like that. <laughs> Sam Bankman Fried. Well, he fried his. <laughs> Crypto imagine company. Imagine someone with that Imagine, <laughs> imagine. Um, anyway, this guy's um, yeah, crypto uh, business lost $32 billion. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so this time last month, this was written back in November, on November 28th. So what's that? That's only a couple of days ago. Hey, by the way, this is the last day of spring. So Yay, it is. Summer's coming. Spring. Yeah, summer's coming tomorrow. Um, anyway, this is what it says. This time... Last month, the $32 billion cryptocurrency company managed billions of dollars worth of customer assets. So people have given their money to this guy. Now FTX could owe money to more than a million people and organizations. Um, Just three weeks ago, Sam Bankman-Fried, the founder and chief executive of FTX and the figure at the center of the crisis, was trying to reassure his customers that FTX is fine, he wrote on his Twitter account. Assets are fine. And the next day, he announced um, his plan to sell it to uh, another rival cryptocurrency. And that kind of went belly up. That didn't really happen. So, yeah, bad news. Very bad news. This guy was the poster boy for, you know, the Democrats in the United States of America. Pumped a lot of money into their campaign. 
and into their programs. And so he was, yeah, the real poster boy for, for them and for the lefties uh, there in the United States of America. So anyway, that's wow. gone belly up and there's been others that have gone belly up. And, um, and what was interesting in this article, it said how quickly, literally overnight, billions of dollars can be lost. Mm-hmm. Billions of dollars, not millions of dollars, billions of dollars. Absolutely. $32 billion gone. Just like that. Yep. Puff of wind. Unbelievable. It's hard to fathom, really. It is. So when Jesus said, store up treasure <laughs> right. in heaven. He, um, was, he was speaking he was, wisdom. He was. <laughs> you know, here, here it comes and goes uh, ever so quickly. So, yeah, it's interesting because I was sharing with, with Sharissa uh, during, during our, our break, our news break, that uh, the central bank digital currency system that is currently being trialed in many countries, including Australia, um, in many ways is based on, on the principles of, of, the crypt, of, of the crypto platform. However, it's uh, obviously regulated and it's real money, um, the way we understand money through, through the government. So central bank, mm-hmm. like as in you know the central government bank, but it will be a digital currency. So we may have to do a show on that and talk a little bit about that because Revelation 13 talks about a time when you will not be able to buy and sell mm. unless you have this mark of the beast. And we also know that there's a social credit system that's alive and well there in China. And we'll talk a little bit about, you know, what's happening in China right now in just a moment. But all these things are coming together. You know, we're going to talk about the climate today. We're going to talk about, you know, where is morality and how morality is sliding. So when you put all the pieces together, you know, you see this convergence of, of you know, titanic world events that are all taking place at the exact same time. Wow. It's huge. It's huge. This is an amazing time to be alive and yeah. listening to the Looking Out program. <laughs> Absolutely. And, I mean, just, just let me share with you, um, this is um, just, just in relation to the interest rates. The interest rates are possibly going to go up again. Mm-hmm. Next Tuesday they go up the first, well, they're revised or the mm-hmm. Reserve Bank meet the first Tuesday of each month yep. and they make a decision what they're going to do about the interest rates, up, down, or, or just leave them as they are. Since... The beginning, well, since April, I think, when we had our first interest rate rise, it was down at 0.1%. That was the official Reserve Bank interest rate. Um, you have you have now, on a $500,000 loan, an individual is paying $893 more a month. $900 wow. more a month since April. Where does that come from? Well, I don't know. <laughs> And money doesn't grow on trees. Yeah. So, and if you got a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar loan, it's one thousand three hundred thirty seven. And if you have a one million dollar loan, if you're living in Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, um, where a million dollars is normal for a house, mm-hmm. you know, nothing fancy, just a normal three bedroom house in suburbia, you're nearly up at two thousand dollars more wow. per month. Christmas since, might look very different this year for May. a lot of people. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. Things are things are really tight in there, and the interest rates are probably going to continue to go up if inflation continues to stay as high as it is, or potentially even go up further. So, you know, it's interesting these difficult economic times that we are entering into, and yeah, 
part of already. Um, oftentimes, these times are times when there are people suddenly looking to God for mm, help and answers. Indeed. It's a time of spiritual revival. Indeed. I was interested to note that um, the most shared Bible verse in 2022 from the U Versions Bible mm-hmm, app. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You want to know what it was? Isaiah 41:10. Oh wow! Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, and I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. But what was also interesting is that the Bible, the Ukrainian version of the Bible mm-hmm. on this app, its usage went it just went really high um, in the wow. past year. For example. The Ukrainian language Bible engagement increased in Poland by 241% and in Germany by 733% compared to last year. That's a 733% increase in usage of the Bible at this time. So, yeah, these are difficult times, even end times, but times where people are looking for answers, they're looking up, they're looking to God and... Yeah, this is an exciting time to be alive. It is an exciting time. You know, the old saying, there are no atheists in foxholes. Mm-hmm. You know, they came out of World War I yeah. um, and the trenches. That is just so true. So what you're saying is true. When, when things get really tight and when, when everything crumbles, you think about it, when everything crumbles, you can't put your faith and trust in the government when there's bombs flying, when the economy is crashing. When the earth is shaking. When the earth is shaking. When the volcanoes are exploding. <laughs> exactly. Stop. You better stop right there, Teresa. <laughs> well, there's a volcano somewhere in the world I know that's going I mean, off right now. <laughs> people look to God. They do. People do look up. They look to God. So it's interesting. Now that you talk about earthquakes, I'm not sure if you mentioned earthquakes, but it's interesting that <laughs> earthquakes in the Bible are often associated with people turning to God. You think mm, of at the cross, the centurion, true. there's an earthquake. Jesus dies. There's an earthquake and the centurion says, behold, this was the son of God. That's so true. And in the book of Acts, the jailer. Exactly. The jailer, there's an earthquake. He gives his heart to the Lord. Him and his whole household are baptized. Mm. So earthquakes are very significant events that not only shake the earth, but shake our, shake our trust in the foundations of this world, in yeah. the structures of this world that that's a good thing that crumble. Praise the Lord. Praise yeah. the Lord that we put our faith and trust in the Lord and the Lord alone. And so yeah, I totally agree with you. And it's interesting because in you got the story of Jonah, mm. you know, and um, and the storm mm-hmm. that comes um, on the seas. And what and, and what does the captain say? Everyone cry out to your God. Mm-hmm. Everyone cry out to your God that your God that we may be spared. And so even Jonah's asked to cry out to his God. Mm. And, you know, we won't go into the whole story, but that's interesting. So, yeah, so that's where we are. Now let's talk about World Cup. And the World Cup is on at the moment in Qatar. Um, of all places, who would have thought it would be in Qatar? <laughs> now, um, yeah, there's been a, a lot of interesting things shared, but I discovered there's a World Cup fashion do's and don'ts. This was really, really interesting. So listen you mean a up. dress code? Dress code, dress code. Can you believe it? Because, I mean... You know, fans at the football, as they say in Europe, or the soccer, as we would say here, you know, they kind of like to, yeah, just dress very casually or like at the cricket, maybe, you know, sort of show off bits and pieces and so forth. But anyway, this was really interesting. Fashion do's. Okay, here we go. At the FIFA World Cup in Qatar, do keep your shoulders and knees covered. Do carry an extra layer of clothing um, to visit official buildings and so on and so forth. Only wear swimwear at designated hotel pools and beaches. <laughs> Do bring lightweight garments and so forth. So, so here, here are the don'ts. Don't wear anything revealing, sheer or tight. 
Do not show your legs, arms, cleavage, or bare stomach. This means that shorts, miniskirts, crop tops, and sleeveless tops are strictly prohibited in public. Don't wear garments with offensive graphic, graphics or slogans. And for men, do not remove your shirt at any point in time. <laughs> so there's, there's something for the men as well. It's not just uh, picking on the women. It's interesting. Imagine we had a dress code for church. <laughs> you know, um, because I don't want to get into it too much because I'll probably get myself into a bit of hot water. But come summertime, you know, you can walk into a Christian church and um, depending on who's there and who's potentially leading out in the song service, yeah, it can be very challenging to keep your mind and your eyes and focused on the music and the words. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. Some of these topics are best addressed in winter. Excuse the pun. Addressed. <laughs> addressed. Yes, <laughs> but yes, um, yeah. no, nah, but seriously, I... I do think that this is something. Okay, Qatar is a Muslim nation. Yes. And if I could just say this, um, and I've spoken to Muslims because I've been in the Muslim world. I've, I've, I've toured through Iran, Egypt, Jordan. You know, these are all Muslim, predominantly Muslim nations or pretty much 100% Muslim nations. And, um, and in conversations that I've had with the Muslims there, they've said to me one of the, one of the most off-putting things regarding Christianity is our morality mm. and in particular how we dress. Really? Yep. That's what they said? Yep, absolutely. Wow, that's so interesting. They are, they are so modest and we are becoming more and more immodest. Mm. And sadly, we even bring that into the house of worship, which is to be focused on God. Yeah. And having our focus on God, but when we come, you know, oh, we might have to do a whole program on this. We we may have to. We may uh, have to. Yeah, I remember hearing a really good sermon on this, and it was the best sermon I've ever heard. And it was on this topic, and it was entitled "How Much of Naked Is Acceptable." Wow! And uh, by Pastor Dwight Nelson. Oh wow! And he brings out some really good points. But anyway, we should listen to Josh Garrels. "Fear Thou Not" is the song he's going to sing to us, and then we will continue. With our Bible study and more, just after he sings this song. For I am with thee. Be not dismayed. For I am Hold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Mm-hmm. And I will uphold you with the right hand. Well, that was a nice song. And a quick song. <laughs> that was a very quick song. <laughs> well, Pastor Danny, did you want to share more on the news or, or did you want to get to the Bible study or did you want me to share more about the code word? Um, yeah, well, just probably probably just a, a good little thought. Um, yes. You know, Shell, Shell brought it up and it's probably worth sharing and that is, you know, I mentioned, um, you know, the in, 
in, in much of the Muslim world, they have a very strict dress code. Mm. Um, they've even got, you know, police, you know, moral religious police, which are even more strict than the everyday police and so forth. And so I think it's very important that when we need to realise that whenever we push something to the extreme and we use force, um, regardless of what that is, there's often a reaction. Mm -hmm. And so probably in the Muslim world, I would say, without offending anyone who, who may be from a Muslim background and not intending to do that because I love a lot of the things that they have, you know, family values and a lot of things, but there's obviously things that are not very not very good and not very positive. But when you have that extremism where individuals, especially young people, are forced... Extremism um, in any... In anything is not in, healthy. And so yeah. there's often a reaction to the other side. And, yeah. and in the West, we are probably a little more extreme in the other side. That's you true. You know what I mean? So finding that healthy balance, finding and I think pulling a, modest, out. a modest, healthy balance, yeah. you know, because modesty is biblical. It is. Modesty and the, is biblical. It's principles. Yeah. Yeah. The Bible gives us good principles for That's us right. to make good choices on, yeah. and that would be worth exploring one day. It would be. So thank you, Shell. She brought that up, and I think it was just really important to, to share that. Um, yeah, look, I thought just probably one last thing. It's interesting that uh, – this just came out yesterday in the news that we have our New South Wales government having to repay 33,000 fines that were given out <laughs> during that. COVID, people sitting on park benches, going for walks, whatever the case was. And um, apparently the technicality that they're going with, the government is, that the fines were not written out properly according to, you know, the the way they should be. According to the laws of the land, they were not specific enough. They were too general and vague, and because of that, they were invalid. Huh. So 33,000 fines, $10 million worth, wow. um, and there's going to be a lot of healthy refunds. So people are going to be getting, you know, anywhere between one and $3,000 for Christmas <laughs> from the government. That's so, good. Yeah. So anyway, that the the U, U.S. the New South Wales Supreme Court, um, yeah, ruled against those fines. Mm. So the government has to fall into line and has to pay back the money. They kind um, of did it very sheepishly, but it's interesting. But I mean, go back to COVID. I mean, who would have thought the day would come where you could be outside getting some fresh air, some much needed fresh air during a very stressful time? when we were in lockdown and you're sitting on a park bench or you're sitting on the beach or you're sitting on a blanket or you on a get beach arrested. towel <laughs> in the park and you would be arrested. Or fined. Or fined. Yeah, well, some people were arrested, yeah. but generally most people were fined, the ones that were fined, simply because you were not exercising. <laughs> now, why can't, you, why can't you just enjoy a bit of quiet time? Why do you need to be actually moving in order – to be doing something useful that's what the for law your said. health. Yeah, but what a silly law that was. <laughs> yeah. We can see that now. It's quite amazing that the law even that that law even existed. If you were to tell me three years ago, Danny, <laughs> you will be arrested for sitting in a park, minding your own business, or on a park bench next yeah. year yeah. or the year after, I would have said to you, my dear, <laughs> you've been out in the sun for too long. <laughs> All right, that's probably enough of that. All right. 
whole heap of things that we could talk about, but that's probably sufficient for today. All right. And um, we'll monitor the situation there in China, and I'm sure yeah. there may be more to talk about that next week. But, yeah, certainly it could be the beginnings of another Tiananmen Square mm. um, scenario. And for some of our listeners who may be a little bit young and don't remember what happened in 1989, uh, you may want to just Google that and find out um, what took place. But, uh, yeah, interesting. So China's... Communist Party is really being rattled mm-hmm. right now. So we're going to see how how they respond. Um, so anyway, the world is watching and we'll see how we go with that. All right, let's get into our Bible study thing. We've got a lot to cover. All right. And um, we will continue on from where we left off last week. So I might ask you, my friend, if you'd like to just offer a prayer and then we'll jump right in. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that we can study the Bible together now with our listeners. We just invite the Holy Spirit to be our teacher, to help us understand what your word has to say to us today. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. So just a little bit of of a review for those who may be joining us for the first time and you weren't with us last week and even the week before um, when we when we took a look at the heart of Bible prophecy. And in the heart of Bible prophecy there, we have the United States of mm-hmm. America and the Roman papacy. They come together in Revelation 13 and uh, the dragon, who is Satan, he utilizes these two powers to bring about a new world order that ultimately is focused on giving him worship. Would that mm-hmm. be a good... Simple mm-hmm. summary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's basically what we have. And so Jesus unpacks Revelation 13 in Matthew 24. That's the version that Jesus gives us. And there in Matthew 24, we discovered that Jesus said, um, as we draw nearer to the end of time, there's going to be an increase. Those labor pains that Jesus spoke of, the analogy of labor pains, is going to increase in the areas of wars and rumors of wars, so political instability. Mm-hmm. Then there'll be famines and pestilences. Um, and earthquakes in various places. And so we're seeing, you know, not only political upheaval, but we're seeing upheaval in nature. And we're seeing more and more, um, you know, more and more issues related to, you know, people suffering from privation. Even here in Australia, we talked about just earlier on with the interest rates going up, um, rentals are getting more expensive and harder to find a rental. And so everything is becoming more expensive. And so life is getting tougher, not only in the third world, especially in the third world, but here also in the first world. So Jesus said that as these things continue to to, to increase in severity and frequency, what we're going to find is we're going to find that final scenario coming to place and then persecution will break out against Ooh. God's end-time people okay. that are faithful to him. So that's what we looked at. We looked at the doomsday clock, which mm-hmm, is telling mm-hmm. us that, you know, we're even at the door, at doom's doorstep. The alarm clock. Yeah, the alarm clock, the, the <laughs> earthly alarm clock that's pointing to the heavenly one. Because yeah. Jesus talked about at midnight, you would mm-hmm. see the Son of Man coming, you know, Matthew 25. We looked at that. And then we looked at, um, we started to take a look at what was what's been happening at COP27. There at um, Sharm el Sheikh, there in Egypt, and that's obviously gone. You know, finished a two-week a two-week um, conference that combined, you know, the political, the religious, business leaders, social leaders, environmental leaders, you name them. Thirty-five thousand people mm-hmm. 
Did you hear that? That's a lot of people. Did you hear that, Shell? 35,000 people. That's phenomenal. <laughs> you know, gathered wow. to deal with this climate emergency. That's and obviously a very big deal. It's the biggest deal. At the moment, this so-called climate emergency is the biggest deal on the planet right now. Wow. And um, you don't get as many world political leaders at any other summit other than the climate summit that happens once a year. Even the United Nations struggles to get that many Hmm. world leaders to it. So this is where they're all gravitating towards. So we're going to take a look at um, what impact does the climate agenda have on Bible prophecy because that's our interest area. So, So we want to take a look at that. So that's just a bit of a summary. Okay. So we uh, we want to take a look at, um, and, I, and I've shared this in the past, but it's interesting that these three items of the climate, conflict, war, the climate, you know, in connection with, you know, famines and so on and so forth. Jesus talked of pestilences, coronavirus, the three C's, conflict, coronavirus, and climate. <laughs> okay. They are reaping havoc at the moment. You know, you talked about that that um, that passport, mm-hmm. COVID passport, um, that you know G- the G20 have all signed up to that they want to roll out. Well, it's interesting that these three items, God actually warned the children of Israel that they would experience these three in connection with war, famine, and pestilence or disease, if and when. They turn their backs on God. So not if, but God said they would. Mm-hmm. So here's a couple of scriptures that I want to share with you on that. And then I'm going to share with you something that just blew my socks off. It's huge. Huge, huge, huge. <laughs> so check this out. Maybe okay. you could read it for us, please. Um, if you could uh, go to Jeremiah 24 and verse 10. Jeremiah 24, 24. verse 10. All right. Here's what the Bible says. And I'm reading from the King James. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It says, And I will send the sword, the famine, and the pestilence Mm -hmm. among them, till they be consumed from from off the land that I gave unto them and to their fathers. Oh, what were those three things? Sword, Mm -hmm. famine, pestilence. Sword. Does that sound like war? War. Mm -hmm. Famine. Does that sound like the, the, the... the conflict through climate and what they're telling us. Yes. That, that's creating famines. Yes. Because of the weather changes and pestilence. That's mm-hmm. COVID, mm-hmm. you know, and other diseases like that. Conflict. Right. Absolutely. Conflict, Absol- COVID, and uh, climate cro- change. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Those three. Wow, very good. Interesting. And uh, that, that, there's several times God through Jeremiah shares with the children of Judah before they're going into captivity to Babylon. Babylon. This is all in the context of you're about to go into captivity in Babylon. Have a look at this next scripture, Jeremiah 27, verse 12 and 13. Jeremiah 27, 12 and 13, the Bible says, I spake also to Zedekiah, king of Judah, according to all these words, saying, Bring your necks under the yoke of the king of Babylon and serve him and his people and live. Why will you die, you and your people, by the sword, by the famine and by the pestilence, as the Lord has spoken against the nation that will not serve the king of Babylon? Wow. Those three again. There they are again. Okay. This is fascinating. So God is saying to Zedekiah, the king of Judah at the time, he was the last king, saying, be willing to submit to the yoke of the Babylonians. Mm. 
The Babylonians at this point did not have plans to destroy Jerusalem, to destroy the temple. Okay, they wanted the the Judah, you know, the people of Judah, to be in submission to them. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. pay their taxes, do the right thing, and you can live peacefully. But no, the people of Judah were like, who are the Babylonians? Who do they think they are? God is going to protect us. Mm-hmm. We've got nothing to worry about. This is Jerusalem. This is the temple. God will never allow this city to be destroyed, this temple to be destroyed, never in a million years. And Jeremiah is saying, that's exactly what's going to happen. Now, exactly what happened. Guess what? This what? is really fascinating because in Jeremiah 24:10, um, the last part of that, where God through Jeremiah says, Till they are consumed from the land that I gave to them and their fathers. Mm-hmm. This reminds us of the language taking us back to the land of their fathers, the covenant that God made with Abraham. So check this out. Okay, <laughs> this is huge, 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 huge. I decided to go and take a look at the blessings and the curses. Yeah. Okay. Leviticus 26, 25 and 26. I don't know if you've got time to read that, if you find it quickly Leviticus enough. Leviticus 26, verse 25 and 26. All right. Well, we're racing the clock here. Uh, let's see. And I will bring a sword against you that will execute vengeance of the covenant. When you are gathered together within your cities, I will send pestilence among you, and you shall be delivered into the hand of the enemy. And I think I have to read the other one when we come you back. You will. You will. We're going to get back <laughs> oh, to that. The Forbes family want to sing to us, I must tell Jesus. I love this song. So enjoy, and we will continue. I must tell Jesus all I cannot bear these burdens alone in my distress he kindly will help me he ever loves and cares for his own I must tell Jesus, I must tell Jesus, I cannot bear my burdens alone, I must tell Jesus, I must tell Tell Jesus 
just can't beat that i must tell jesus mm, jesus song. alone timeless yeah. truth in that song well you are listening to looking up and it's time we we probably should tell people the code word mm, we should. um so again there are five copies of this book available for the first five people who text this code word to us a reminder this book is entitled prophecy speaks an amazing book about a man named uh, david dare who invited skeptics scoffers and unbelievers and infidels to his lecture to challenge them or to, rather to challenge him on the Bible. And basically, uh, this book, in this book, you find that this man is able to prove that prophecy is true, that the Bible is true, and yet it's amazing. So if you're, if you want to challenge the Bible, if you're curious to know how prophecy still speaks and speaks confidence to us today on the Bible's inspiration, this is a book you must have. Five copies available, and the code word is change change so we've got climate last week this week change climate change <laughs> so text the word change c h a n g e to 0488817624 straight away um, you will be in the running to receive one of these amazing books really really good book indeed indeed 0488817624 Okay, dokie. All right. Well, before we went to that lovely <laughs> bit of music, I must tell Jesus, you were reading for I was us. Speed reading. Uh, a speed reading, yes. And I think we probably just need to reread that and, um, and you can slow it down. <laughs> what God shared with the children of Israel. So this okay. is before they move into the promised land. All Leviticus right. 26, verse 25 and 26. God is telling them what will happen when they turn their backs on the covenant. God's covenant that is made with them, the Ten Commandments, which is God's covenant of love. All right, this is what it says in Leviticus 26, 25 and 26. And I will bring a sword against you that will execute the vengeance of the covenant. When you are gathered together within your cities, I will send pestilence among you and you shall be delivered into the hand of the enemy. When I have cut off your supply of bread, ten women shall bake your bread in one oven and they shall bring back your bread by weight and you shall eat and not be satisfied. Okay, so here we have those three elements, the mm -hmm. sword, war, pestilence, that Jesus spoke of as well, which is disease. And famine, mm -hmm. cut off your supply of bread. That's famine. So God told the children of Israel this is what they were to expect. Jeremiah comes along and he says this is what will happen. This all happened before the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD as well. And guess what? History is repeating. We are, t we are going down the same road today in 2022. Why, Sharissa? We have collectively turned our backs on God's law of love. Mm. We've turned our backs on God's covenant of love, the world, and we're looking for a human solution. We're looking to solve this world's problems through human means rather than seeking a way forward through God's word mm -hmm. and the principles that come to us from God alone. Now, I don't know if you want to say anything on that. Only that 
that problems that are much bigger than us need solutions that are outside of us, and only indeed. God can be that solution. Indeed, indeed. And um, it's it's really, really interesting. Um, an author that wrote, um, you know, more than a century ago mm-hmm. by the name of Ellen White, you know, divinely inspired by God, she wrote these words uh, more than a century ago. She says, I saw that the powers of earth are now being shaken and that events come in order. Notice the order. War and rumors of wars. Sword and famine and pestilence are first to shake the powers of the earth. Mm. That's Matthew 24. (laughs) And then she goes on, then the voice of God will shake the sun, moon and stars and this earth also. Guess where she's quoting from there? Luke 21, verse 25 to 28. Read it. I'm telling you, you can't make this stuff up. This is huge. Luke 21. Luke 21, 25 to 28, folks. Strap yourself in. Here it is. This is what's going to follow this mess that we are in right now. And there will be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and on the earth, the stress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now, when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Wow. So there you go. She says, you know, it's going to come in order. Firstly, there's going to be wars, rumors of wars, sword, famine, pestilences. These will first shake the earth, which we are experiencing right now. Then the voice of God will shake. Wow. The sun, the moon, the stars, and this earth also, which is what you just read. Mm. Incredible. Here's another statement uh, from this same author. She says we are, and I love this statement, it's, um, it's, it's pretty sober to begin with, but then notice how it ends. We are amid the perils of the last days, and trying times are before us. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken, mm-hmm. that those things that cannot be shaken may remain. She goes on, drought, famine, pestilence, earthquakes, Casualties by sea and land will multiply. That's those labor pains. Life will be unsafe anywhere. Only as the life is hid with Christ in God. So it's going to be unsafe anywhere. Only if your life is hid with Christ in God. Now, she goes on. While the angels are holding the four winds is our opportunity to seek the Lord most earnestly. Aren't these beautiful words of encouragement? So she's writing um, what God has already revealed in Scripture very clearly. She's using the same biblical language that Jesus used. And she says there's only one place to find a hiding place, and that is to find it in Christ. Today, you know, some of the billionaires in the world are spending millions and millions of dollars on these bunkers. Have you heard about it? I these, have. These, they're, they're called preppers, you know. Yeah. They're bunkers, and these bunkers have got everything. Some yeah. of them, you know, had Food storage. Food storage, swimming pools, theatres, you name it. They've got everything for the here and now. Yeah. Okay. Um, But she writes, only as the life is hid with Christ in God is there true safety. And now while the angels are holding back the four winds is our opportunity to seek the Lord most earnestly. So, folk, now is the time. The angels are still holding back Mm -hmm. those winds of strife. and But one day those winds will be let loose. As Revelation 7 tells us, when God's people are sealed, when everyone's made their decision, 
then you know the the winds will be let loose and um what we're seeing right now will look will seem as a kindergarten picnic compared to what is coming and so our only safety and security is in christ amen praise god for that amen amen now um i do want to take a look at um yeah just some insights that the lord gave me um in connection with 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 how this whole agenda is coming together Okay. You know, um, but before we before we go there, um, I do want to make note that we do care about the planet. You know, we care about the. This we, is our father's. This world. is our father's, and we ought to care for this planet. And we're going to take a look at what the Bible has to say on that in just a moment. But the Bible does say in Isaiah, and we won't take the time to read the scripture in Isaiah fifty-one verse six, or I'll just share a little. It talks there about. Um, you know, the earth growing old like a garment, mm-hmm. you know. So so the earth will grow old, and that's why God's going to create a new heaven and a new earth. Um, in fact, there's another interesting scripture. If you want to read for us in Romans 18, um, verse Roman. 9, Romans, sorry, 8, not 18. <laughs> Romans 8, verses 19 to 23 is a really fascinating p- a passage on creation, a beautiful passage. So if you want to read that. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. Not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves, groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. Mm, was that the end of verse 23? Yep. Fantastic. Isn't that beautiful? So here... Here, the Apostle Paul is describing this world or this or creation groaning, mm. using that language of, of labor pains, mm. just as we also are groaning. And what are we all looking forward to? The adoption, the redemption of our body. So this is a passage that tells us that, that there's a new day coming. Mm. There's a new day coming when God is going to recreate this world and this world that is groaning and that we are groaning with it, will one day find peace and deliverance. Isn't that interesting? (laughs) Isn't it interesting? We refer to, you know, the coming of the baby when a woman is is in labor. We talk about the delivery. Mm. Have you thought about that? Not till you said it like that. We call it, it, you know, when was the baby delivered? Mm. What else is delivery all about? Rescued. Rescued. Set free. If you've been delivered, you've been set free. So this this scripture here tells us that God is going to bring deliverance to his people. That when the children of Israel were in bondage for four hundred years, God delivered them with his mighty hand. And in the same way God will deliver his people that put their faith and trust in him at the end of time. Amen. Now it's interesting in Revelation um, eleven, if you want to just read that scripture before we go to Genesis. Uh, Revelation 11, it speaks of what humans will be capable of doing at the very end of time. In Revelation 11, and um, just if you want to read verse 18, Revelation 11 is in the context of the seventh trumpet. Mm -hmm. Um, Jesus is on his way. 
But if you want to read verse 18. It says, The nations were angry, and your wrath has come, and the time of the dead that they should be judged, and that you should reward your servants, the prophets and the saints, and those who fear your name, small and great, and you sh- and should destroy those who destroy the earth. Mm. So will humans be capable of destroying the earth? Yes. So not just through... through Environment, yeah, not 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 just through the environment issues, mm-hmm. but also mm-hmm. like obviously through nuclear means. That's right, and um, you know, and just pollution. Mm-hmm. I mean, how much pollution do we put into the air, into the seaway, you know, into the rivers, into the lakes, into the land? I mean, mm-hmm. tons of pollution. Think of Roundup. Roundup's nasty. Yeah, there's billions of dollar lawsuits coming out. There is, yeah. I mean, it's not just nasty for the earth. It obviously causes cancer, um, as as has been found. Actually, I don't know if I should have said this, but on um, Justin used to live in Central Valley in, in California where they, he was surrounded by orchards. Oh. We actually think that his um, cancer, brush with cancer that he had this year mm. may have been related to that. Mm, absolutely, mm. absolutely, because we know that... They would spray the orchards yeah, and it yeah. would come... Yeah, because many have been impacted, haven't they? Yeah. Many. Yeah, that's exactly. Thousands of cases. Well, we know with asbestos, you know, people who have worked with asbestos have, many of them have contracted cancer, you know, Mm -hmm. lung cancer because of the asbestos. So today, you know, when you work with asbestos, you've got to have a special suit and so on and so forth because we know these things now. So, yeah, it's interesting, you know, that God will destroy those who destroy the earth. And at no other time in human history have we had the ability to do that. All right, now, let's begin. And um, we'll only just uh, introduce this, but we're going to get into it more after after the news. But if we go back to Genesis, this is really, really right. fascinating. Genesis, in Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2, uh, there we have the creation account. Yep. And it's interesting, it's interesting if you want to read Genesis one twenty eight, when it comes to how God said we ought to take care of the earth. Genesis one twenty eight. The Bible says, Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Okay, dominion. There's a lot of people that read that word and they think that mean means dominate. You know, dominate the land, dominate the world. It's for you to use and abuse and whatever. It doesn't matter. We're not going to be here for very long anyway. God's going to create a new heaven and a new earth. A lot of Christians have that in mind mm. because this whole, you know, the, the whole climate movement is driven not by Christians, but, uh, you know, per se, but by those who are non-Christians, by the left-leaning um members of society rather than the right-leaning members of society. That's really, really fascinating. We're going to get to that after, you know, after the news. I'm going to unpack that a little more. But here we are told that we ought to have dominion. Now, I had a look at that dominion, and I've got a little note here in my Andrew Study Bible that says it refers to supreme rule. The term does not speak of exploiting the natural world, but rather of sharing in the divine rule given to humanity because they are created in God's image and are thus capable of distinguishing between exploitation and stewardship. Human stewardship is multifaceted. It acknowledges God as owner of all goods and source of all power. It includes the principles of service and accountability. Mm. That's what the word dominion means. Interesting. So it's not about exploitation, but it's about stewardship, taking care of it on behalf of God. Absolutely. I like that. 
Isn't that powerful? It's been and a positive spin on a word that could sound very negative. Absolutely. And so, it, like I pointed out, it includes the principles of service and accountability. Beautiful. So that's what dominion is. So God gave us this world to take care of, you know, to manage for him, to look after it. So as Christians, we ought to be willing to do that. Um, we need to do that sensibly. Um, not become radical or extreme. And we talked about that when it comes to dress sense. You know, we can become extreme. In that. You can be extreme, extreme in your food. You can be extreme in, in a lot of in things. In a lot of things, exactly. Um, except for extreme love is wonderful. If you're showing extreme godly love, you're doing well. Amen, amen. <laughs> you, um, well, we might have to continue this thought. We will. Because Hannah Kerr is going to bring us a beautiful song, Same God. Enjoy this message and song. The same God who makes the planet spin Tells the tide when it should rise Put the color in my eyes The same God who makes the seasons change Knows the number of the stars Every secret in my heart All my doubts, all my questions In every fear I have about what might happen You're the same me in the middle of it all, God, you're catching every tear as it falls, I know you'll never change, even when I'm feeling far away, you love me the same, God, you love me the same, God, you love me the same. God of grace and empathy You know how it feels to cry Cause you lived a human life You're not afraid of anything Even darkness is a light There's no reason I should hide All my doubts, all my questions In every fear I have about what might happen You're the same And every tear as it falls I know you'll never change Even when I'm feeling far away You love me the same, God You love me the same, God You love me the same, God You love me the same Say 
You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. The Breakfast Show, bits worth repeating. Who was the most innocent and then went on to die the worst death? That was Jesus. Truly, because of that, consider him. He didn't do it for our salvation. We need to remember that. The suffering was not for our salvation. The death was. The suffering was for our friendship. Mm. It's so that we could never be in a situation where we could stand there and say, God, you have no idea what I'm going through right now. Yeah, well. You can't relate to me in any way. You can't relate to my experience. Because whatever experience we're going through, Mm. Jesus can stand there right beside us, place his arm around us and say, I've been through this. Join in each weekday morning here on Faith FM. Struggling seamen
everyone. You're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right. And if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event because you can actually participate. It's a free giveaway that you can claim. You can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun. So catch you then. You are listening to Faith FM. Oh, you knew that already. You're listening to the Looking Up program. And uh, we need to just let you know that we released the code word a couple of um, segments ago. And it was so that people could get this wonderful book, Prophecy Speaks. We have five copies available. Three have been claimed. But we need to let you know that the code word we released has, has needed to be updated mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the code word change 101. So there's just, I think, two copies left now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be to be one. <laughs> and all you have to do is text the word change and then the numbers 101 to the number 04888817624. And this beautiful book, it really is an amazing book, is yours. There's two copies left, first in, first served. Fantastic, fantastic. All right, folk. Well, um, we are in the home stretch. Ever yeah, so quickly, it's gone quick. we are there. So um, we're in Genesis, and I was going to share with you this incredible insight that the Lord has given me mm-hmm. that has just made so much sense. Um, and, and this is a God thing. It's not from me. I didn't read it anywhere, didn't hear any preacher share it. It's really a God thing. Um, one time when I was riding my bike in the bush, and I was thinking about you know Genesis 1 and 2, just meditating on the creation account, and the Lord shared this with me. Now, Sharissa, in the book of Genesis 1 and 2, chapters 1 and 2, we've got the creation account, of course. Yes. There's a very specific word there that appears three times in the narrative. Yeah. It's the word blessed. I remember this. Okay, the word (laughs) blessed. So the first time that word appears is in Genesis 1, verse 22. Would you like to read Genesis 1, yes. verse 22? Yes, the Bible says, And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the sea and let the birds multiply on the earth. Okay, so this is on day five. Mm-hmm. The Bible says God blessed them. The them are the fish of the sea and the birds of the air. Mm-hmm. And he says to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Okay. In... Um, verses 24 um, and 25, there we have on day six, God creating the land animals. The word blessed is not used, but God does say be fruitful and multiply. Okay, uses that language very, very clearly. Be fruitful and multiply. So I want to suggest that on day five and day six, Um, God blessed the animals Mm -hmm. and he blessed this world from the point of view where the blessing is to be enjoyed by the animals in an environment where they will flourish and do well. Is that fair enough? Sounds fair. So without, without a healthy environment, the animals cannot flourish. Correct. Okay. What are we experiencing right now? We're experiencing, you know, animal extinction. You know, many animals have become extinct or endangered. We we speak of, you know, endangered. And so we're experiencing the reversal of that blessing right now. Mm. And especially since the Industrial Revolution. The time of the end began in 1798, shortly after the Industrial Revolution began in England and spread throughout, you know, the Western world and the world in general. Mm. 
So it's interesting that this blessing from Eden comes under attack by the enemy shortly after the time of the end begins. And the Industrial Revolution, people moving into the cities, the world population growing and increasing, you know, um, monumentally um, in a way that we haven't seen before in human history. You know, from 1 billion in 1800, we're up to 8 billion right now. Then you've got the second blessing. Okay, so the first one's in connection with the environment and the animals. All right, remember that. The second blessing we find in Genesis 1, verse 28. Could you read that for us, please? Yes, the Bible says, Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Okay, so then God blessed them. Who are the them that God blessed in this Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve. Yes. And he said to them, be fruitful and multiply. So let me suggest to you that here we have God blessing marriage and the family community. Okay. So a healthy planet and a healthy people. Healthy planet, healthy people. PP. PP. Indeed. (laughs) Indeed. Okay. Now we come to the third blessing. All All right. right. The third blessing is in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 3. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. Okay, so this is in connection with the seventh day Sabbath. That's Mm -hmm. the third blessing that we find in that creation account. A place in time. A place in time. I was trying to find a P word for you. (laughs) I've I've been trying, but I couldn't find one. Now, this is really, really fascinating. So at creation, God blessed the animals and the environment. Mm -hmm. Okay. He blessed marriage and the family and society. And God blessed the seventh day, the Sabbath, the day of worship, giving honor and remembering our loving creator God. Mm. Now, we talked about the destruction of the environment and in particular the animals and how they've been impacted since the Industrial Revolution, since the time of the end began. What came under attack next in a major way? Family. Family, marriage, and the family, mm-hmm. especially post-World War II. We've got the sexual revolution, mm-hmm. or I call it the sexual devolution, <laughs> that, that comes to the fore in the 1960s and everything that is taking place right now. Mm-hmm. So marriage and the family today is under attack more than at any other time in human history. Can you see these two? Mm. Okay, now let me share with you something very fascinating. We should just make a note too that God, since he's the one who created marriage mm-hmm. and family, he owns the copyright. He does. He does. And I did a, I did a wedding on Sunday. <laughs> oh, how'd it yeah, go? Yeah, for a couple. I'm, I'm, they're probably not listening <laughs> right now. Um, Abby and Eden. Eden's his name. Oh. It was an outdoor wedding, so guess what I a said? A man named Eden. A man named a man named Eden. There yeah, E-D-A-N. Oh, and, uh, and I shared a uh, uh, typical dad... Danny joke. Um, have you noticed there hasn't been a Malen cough so far? It's amazing. Maybe maybe I'm done with that. Oh, that's shocking. I won't have that joke anymore. But anyway, I said, you know, uh, with a name like Eden, there is no other place but an outdoor wedding for this service. Did you like that? That was good. Oh, that's good. That was good. That's good. All right. So um, now back to, back to this. This is really fascinating. Okay. So let's talk about the left and the right. Okay, the left in politics and the right in politics, okay, or the left-leaning aspect of society and the right-leaning aspect of society. Now, check this out. You you can't make this stuff up. The left-leaning 
members of society, the left-leaning members of politics, okay, they are promoting climate and the environment, mm. the planet, mm-hmm. would you say? Climate and the environment. That's, totally. their, that's their big thing. Yes. But guess what they're not big on? What? The family, marriage and the family. Guess what they're doing to marriage and the family? They're looking to destroy marriage and the family. Like I'm talking in general terms, mm. okay? Like where, and I'll just give, give some examples, same-sex marriage. Mm-hmm. Is that going to be something that's promoted by the Republicans or the Democrats? The Democrats. Absolutely. The climate um, initiatives. The Democrats. The Democrats. Who's going to be promoting marriage and the family from a biblical perspective? The Republicans. The Republicans. The, the Republicans. Who is not so excited about, you know, going net zero by 2050 and getting rid of the coal, getting rid of the gas, getting rid of the oil? Who's not excited about that? Democrats or Republicans? The Republicans. The Republicans. Can you see this? I feel like I passed the test. <laughs> you have. So the, the right or the Christians in particular, so let's talk about the United States of America because that's where Bible prophecy is going to springboard from. Mm-hmm. We know that very clearly from Revelation 13. The Republicans are big on marriage and the family. They're huge on marriage and the family. It's true. And they've got a very different idea on how to deal with this so-called climate emergency. Many of them don't believe it. Mm. Okay, they just simply don't believe it. Or they do certainly not see it in the same way. And a good example of that is when Donald Trump came to office, one of the first things he did was rip up the agreement the United States had with the Paris Agreement, the 2015 Paris Agreement. He ripped that up. Mm. The first thing that Joe Biden did when he came into office was what? Sign sign the United States back up to the climate agreement, that Paris Agreement. So that's a typical, very clear example of that. Yes. Okay. So you've got these two groups, okay, Mm -hmm. the left and the right. How on earth are we going to bring them together? They're polar opposites. There is this huge... They need a new common enemy. (laughs) There's a huge polarization. There needs to be something that brings them together. (gasps) Voila! The third blessing, the Sabbath blessing. But instead, it's not going to be the seventh-day Sabbath. It's going to be the first day of the week, Mm. Sunday. So guess what? Sunday will be seen at the end as one significant way to bring the left and the right together because Sunday is a day that will promote both the planet for the environmentalists and the climate people and people. Mm. The ones who support marriage and the family. It pulls both of them together. And guess what? When you read the when you read the fourth commandment. In fact, let's read it. Let's read the fourth commandment. This is you can't make this stuff up, my friend. <laughs> Exodus, 20. Exodus twenty verses eight to eleven. And okay. let's see these two elements of people and planet working hand in hand. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work. You nor your son nor your daughter, nor your male servant nor your female servant, nor your cattle nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Wow. So... We've got resting the mm-hmm. land and resting people, and resting animals. animals. Can you see it's all that people and planet? 
there in the Sabbath. The two blessings, the two blessings of Eden, the one in connection with the environment and the animals. Yeah, family. And family, the second and one. And the planet. And the planet. They all come together in the Sabbath. True. The Sabbath is the glue. That's amazing. That pulls it all together. And Satan is going to counterfeit God's seventh day Sabbath at the end of time with his counterfeit Sunday because he can't come up with anything new. Yeah. He knows the only solution to bring the left and the right to save the people, to save the planet. He knows the only solution is God's seventh day Sabbath. Hallelujah. And he's I mean, not going to go with that. It's not a good, sorry, that wasn't a right hallelujah no, 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 moment. No, no, but, no. but it's just pulling it all together. God came up with the plan. Mm-hmm. And in Exodus 23, verses 10 to 12, there God said, rest the land one year every seven. Mm. One year every seven. So this has already been put in place. And guess what? Our friend Pope Francis, his two encyclicals on the environment, Laudato Si, the environment, and the other one, Fratelli Tutti, on social relationships, marriage and the family, the bedrock of society. Those two encyclicals tap into those two blessings and his solution is for Sunday, the wow. Sunday solution. So that for people and for planet, for the climate, just for the environment. You a lot of dots there. The climate, the environment, family and fraternity, health, economy, equality, spirituality, justice, it all comes together in the Sabbath. But sadly, the world will go with the false Sabbath at the end of time. I'm telling you, my friend, it's never been clearer to me mm. than when I looked at Genesis 1 and 2. Amazing. It's all there. Oh, friends, if you've been blessed by this, Huge. you just don't want to You miss next week as well. Next we're week we're going to discover the glue that's going to bring the whole world in on this. Because today we've sort of looked at the left and the right yep. uh, from the American point of view and from a Western point of view. But people might be like, well, what about you know the communists and the Hindus and the Buddhists and so on and so forth? Where do they fit into the picture? Next week, all will be revealed. <laughs> Third and final part. All right. Well, it's going to be huge. Don't go away, folks. We, we have Michael McLean going to bring us this song. The message that can change the world hasn't changed. That's good news. Amen. 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 Pastor Danny, believe it or not, has more words. <laughs> Why are these stories still around? Why didn't they just fade away? Is there some truth? That might be found by listening to them today. Just give them a moment and let them speak, not of the distant long ago. We now seek are there, but we didn't know. And stories so Still 
Good news, the message that can change the world hasn't changed and it never will. Praise Amen. God for that. Amen. Well, we have had an amazing time and we just finished on a pretty high note right there, but we haven't quite finished. Pastor Danny, you have some final thoughts for our listeners. Oh, final thoughts. I've got so many, but they'll have to be final. <laughs> <Try and condense laughs> <them. laughs> okay, next week, next week we're gonna be really looking at the glue that's gonna tie the whole world together. Mm. Um, it's gonna be phenomenal. Huge, huge, huge for next week. Anyway, just some final words. It's just so fascinating how God has put this recipe of of Sabbath rest into into this world. I mean, the Sabbath is the seventh day, the climax Mm -hmm. of the week. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the day when, you know, God blessed and rested and sanctified this very special day. And we were looking for a P. We talked about, you know, the people and planet. You know, planet being, you know, the, the environment and, and the animals and so forth that God blessed and said to be fruitful and multiply and the people obviously being marriage and the family and that being the bedrock and foundation for, for a happy and a prosperous society. And I was saying, Sharissa, you've got to come up with another P and she did. She came up <laughs> with paradise and palace. And so the Sabbath is, you know. God's a, a, plan. God's plan <laughs> for us to enter into his paradise palace. Beautiful. Ah, oh, the Sabbath is Otherwise, you'll enter into Satan's prison Yes, <laughs> on the first day of the week at the end of time. So that was Sharissa's. I don't take any credit for that one. So wow, Christ's palace or Satan's prison. But you know what's really fascinating? At the end of six days, the Bible says God finished his work. Isn't that right? Yes, he uses the word yes. finished. When Jesus died on the cross, he said, it is what? Finished. It is finished. What's fascinating, Sharissa, is that before Jesus Turns up before Jesus comes, the Bible says in Revelation 16, there will be a sound coming from the throne, the temple throne in heaven, saying, It is done. Mm. It is done. Jesus comes, it is done. This is the seventh bowl that is that is poured out. Okay, mm-hmm. in Revelation 16, which is the seven last plagues. So the seventh bowl is poured out. The words, it is done. Guess what? At the end of the millennium. When the new Jerusalem comes down from heaven, okay, and God creates a new heaven and a new earth, you can read that in Revelation 21, verses 1 to 4. 
in verse 6. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Wow. And so it is done twice, once to usher in the second coming of Jesus, the second time to, to usher in forever, no sin, no more suffering, no more sorrow at the end of time. That's powerful. Two, it is finished. It is finished. One at creation, one at the cross. Two, it is done. One when Jesus comes. One when sin has been eradicated wow. forevermore. I hope, I hope all the listeners stay Huge. to the very end today because that was the biggest point right there. Um, that's powerful. That is powerful. I want to go home and actually dig a little dig into that myself. Amen. And just Amen. Cogitate over it. That's beautiful. Well, Pastor Dandy, would you like to close in prayer? Absolutely love to. Father in heaven, we just thank you for your word. It's just so powerful, so rich. So encouraging. And as we draw nearer to your coming, we're seeing all the prophetic pieces come together in a way that we could not have even begun to imagine only just a few short years ago. And we thank you, Lord, that as we see all these things, we do not need to be afraid. We do not need to be stressed or anxious, but instead we can look up because our redemption is drawing near. And we can't wait for that day when you will say, it is done. It's all over with sin forevermore and will be in a place where there is endless joy, peace and happiness in your presence. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Danny, for leading us this afternoon. And we're looking forward to the next installment, same time. Our last next, one next, next week. Last one next week. That's going to be one not to miss. And so thank you all for joining us. Stay on this channel for the next live show coming to you from Adelaide. But until then, we just really hope that you tell your friends about this program. And remember, fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith always looks up. God bless you. We'll have you back next week. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up should the tears begin to start. With a prayer, all your cares He will cast into the depths of the sea. His love is always.